All right, focus over. Oops, so today, that one's full. Um, so, huh, not letting me record. Okay, so today's stuff is, um, is, um, wait, sorry. Um, so today's stuff is, um, what is, let me just um, today's daf is Tezvav, it's 15, and we pick up with Yadal and Amad Bet, and we're in the middle of a whole discussion about Holech Tizchi. There are two important points I wanted to clarify from last time. Number one is we went through a whole discussion where a guy gives a um, star shichur, um, or he's, uh, and he's saying like Holech to my, uh, you know, bring this to the get, to the, to, to the other person, or he's paying back a debt, and he says, you know, bring this to the, uh, bring this money to the guy of the money to, or the guy of the pikado to, and there the Gemara assumes that Holech is Tizchi, and the question by the case about paying off the debt or the pikadon is whether the other side, when we say zachin, like can he sort of like take possession of it to prevent the guy from backing out, but not enough so that the guy's off the hook of having paid off his debt yet. So that was like one discussion. And then we're dealing with this case about a person who's giving away a gift, and he's saying, holich this hundred dollars to somebody, or he's a shchiv mirror or whatever. And there, the Gemara is trying to push for the idea that holich is lav kizchiv is that it would not take effect for the other guy, and if it turned out that the messenger found that the guy had died, maybe it goes back to the original sender. Um, so that's an important question, which is one minute. We did a whole suya of Cholech was Kizchi, and here we're basically assuming Cholech is not Kizchi, and unless it's a Shriz Mirake, uh, the money goes back to the sender. So I, so that was sort of a question we raised yesterday, and Tosos a few dots earlier addressed that question, and Tosos basically say that it, yeah, it does depend on whether it's a gift or whether it's paying back a debt. When it's a gift, when it's paying back a debt, and there's more of a sense that like, you know, Tosos doesn't spell it out, but it seems to be that if there's a sense that that money is owed, we're going to interpret your holich, you know, either we'll say psychologically you're more committed to paying it off because you owe that money, or it's just because legally we want the other side to get the money that's coming to them, we are going to interpret that holich as being kizuchi when you owe the money. So that was the first sugya by the case of the debt or the pikado. Whereas the sugya we're dealing with now, where it's in one-sided gift, and the other side is less deserving of the money, we're going to actually say we're not going, we're, you know, we're pushing in the opposite direction. To say that unless it's a case of shimira, we're interpreting to be lav tizchi. So that's number one, just an important distinction. That is holich tizchi or not, the Gemara yesterday in the Amit Aleph assumed that it was, on the Amit Bet assumed it wasn't. And so as it says that when you're dealing with a paying off of a debt, or returning a pikadon, we're going to interpret it as tizchi, because the other side is deserving of the money. When you're interpreting it of it as a gift, we're going to say it's lav tizchi, and that's the sugya where the middle one. The other thing that came up yesterday that I looked into is that yet it also assumes that even in the case of a shchiv the guy is giving the gift and then he's uh, on his deathbed and then it turns out that the other side is dead and when he gave this, the, um, the Gemara says, well, was the other side alive when, uh, when the gift was being given um, or not? And the question is, one minute, but who cares? Because if the reason the other side gets it is that it was a case of shchiv but a Shriv Mira's words only take effect at the death of the person on the deathbed. So therefore, even if the other side was alive when the person was gifting the money as a Shriv Mira, if he was dead before the giver died, then the gift was already nullified because the, the gift only takes effect when the giver dies. So this is a question that Tosalcite raises, and the answer is not fully satisfying, but I wanted to show you the answer, because it is a problem in the Sudya. So if you take a look at the little Tosos on Yudala on the Beth, so it says, Habishkiv Mirad, the first Tosos, he says, Omeri, Avagav Genes Mekabel B'chai Nosein, even though the receiver died before the gifter died, the Lokani El Acham Nisus Nosein, and we know that a Shri Mira wor- words are only affected at the death of the Shri Mira. So what good does it do? You know, it says, well, as long as the receiver was alive when the gift was being given, um, then the money would go to his heirs. Um, what good does that do? The gift only takes effect when the giver dies. Okay? <laughs> Nevertheless, thank you, the, thank you so much. The heirs of the receiver take possession. It does no say no to Kivin Shiyeshno, but in Kabul, but Shazmat knows, because what the Shri Mira wants, there he is, he's on his deathbed and he's gifting this money, he wants that if the guy is alive right now at the moment that he's gifting it, okay, um, he wants the other side to get it 
even if that when the gift takes effect, when either gift or dies, the other guy is dead, he wants the other guy's heirs to get it as well. So I don't I don't buy that either. The Ron leaves it as Sarchion. Okay, but I just want I'm not here to give the answer. I'm here to raise the question. Okay? So those are two wrap up points from yesterday. Number one, on the Amralif, we assume Holech was Kizchi. Now we're dealing with the case of a guy giving a gift and worshiping Holech is Lav Kizchi. And so says, well, when it's a gift and you don't owe the other side the money, we're going to interpret Holech with more reservation as Lav Kizchi. And the other is why we assume that if it's a case of Shiv the other side gets it if he's alive when it's being, if, if the receiver's alive when it's being gifted, mm-hmm. since the Shiv Mirah's gift usually really only takes effect when the Shiv Mirah dies. Okay, so that's a question that the Rishonim grappled with. So I just didn't want to, I don't have any good answer to that, but I wanted to should acknowledge that that was a question. Let's continue now with the Gemara. The Gemara says, Lema, so it's about 15 lines before the lines get wide. The first line of the word is Lema. Lema, Holech Kizchi, Tanahi. Let's say this is a debate of Tanahi. I mean, this will be a little Chazara about what we did yesterday, because the scenario will be almost the exact same. Okay, and this is a case of Holech Kizchi by a gift, which is more debatable. Okay, the time we done the Hey, Lechmana, or Holechmana Leploni, go bring, co- convey this hundred dollars to so and so. It's a gift. The Holoch will be Kashov He went to, fi- to find the person and he was no longer around. He died. So it's a euphemistic way of saying he died. Okay? Um, Give it back to the sender. Okay, make Meshaleach. Now, what happens if the sender is dead? Um, Rabbi Nosson, Rabbi Yaakov, um, fine, give it back to his heirs. Okay, which is essentially the same psak as give it back to the sender. No, it goes to the heirs of the receiver, which that Yeshami presumably would, have, would say that in the first case as well, even if the sender was alive. Okay, so now you've got the idea. Let's sort of put them on the board because the Gemara is going to. Okay. will get it, but not because he's got it when he took possession of it, 
only because now you have an obligation to do the wish, wish of the guy that, uh, if the guy was alive, you'd give him the money back. Because he died, there's a special obligation to satisfy the bequest of somebody, who, who, you know, somebody's wishes before the, the, who, 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 who um, communicated wishes and then died. Yeah, and again, you think really the of uh, no. First of all, there's a whole long discussion in Telescope that we don't always say, Mr. might only say in cases like this, where money was given over for that purpose. Right, so somebody was already holding on money that was that somebody had wished to go to somebody else, and then the person died. You know, if the guy was just stam money in his bank account, that gets that if he wasn't a shliv mira. And uh, this applies even if the guy commanded it when he was well. Shliv mira applies only if the guy's on his deathbed. Shliv mira takes effect automatically. Mitzvah Lakayan creates an obligation, but it does not it's not automatically legally effective. Um, so there's like all of these differences. Okay, but yes, it results in something similar. Just in the main case. Right. Exactly. Okay. Chachami mamim yachloku, and the Chachamim, which presumably means in Bado, they said, Komashi yasashliach yasa. Okay, which is basically a case, um, a type of a suffix, which has two possibilities, either yachloku or masha yasashliach. Now we'll discuss that in a minute, but let's first, let's first identify what these different cases are. So it looks like this is the straight debate, okay? So this here is the case of Suffolk. Do we go like this way or this way? So let's just split it or let the Shaliyah decide. Dealer's choice. So the Gemara says, okay. I'm going to show you the Nazi. I had a case just like this. And they basically wound up posturing like Rabbi Elias Ribnas up there. Okay. Um, so, um, now, my love, Akhmizli, let's say this is a debate. Um, the Tanakhama suffer holy chlav kishchi, check. So therefore, it always goes back to the Mishalea. Um, holy chlav kishchi. Rev Nelson, Rev Yaakov, Nami holy chlav kishchi. Bafagav demis, lominum, mitzulachayim divemes. What do Rev Elias and Rev Nelson add when they say it goes back to his heirs? They say, yes, holy chlav kishchi, and we're going to disagree with number three. Even if he dies, there's no mitzulachayim divemes. So it goes back here, and there's no mitzulachayim holy chlav kishchi. Okay. Um Yeshamin Holak Kizhi. Yeshamin says the other side gets it. So Holak is Kizhi. Okay, Yoshe Nishanishahu Etlo. Um uh um Yakov Shamishum Rabine or Holak Lav Kizhi. Fundamentally it's not Kizhi, it deserves to go back to the Mishalaya. But Hechad Ahmiu, Hechad Mir, if the Mishalaya died, I mean it's a kind of amazing. But the other side doesn't own it yet, but it would be a good idea to fulfill, like, it's important, you know, you're supposed to do the wishes of the Mishaleah. Okay? But technically, the other side doesn't own it. Okay? The they have a doubt. The if it's better to just, to just, you know, pick one side. Now, how do you pick one side? If you look at Rashi, Rashi says, Mashi Yitzhashliachyase, um, uh, so it's Rashi like at, at, like between the, in the, in the uh, space between the bottom of the Gilead Hashas and the left, and then the next bracketed marginal note. Rashi says, or right before the next marginal, Basically, you try to do your best job in assessing, you don't know whether it goes, whether it goes back or doesn't go back. You know, do you say Holech Iskizki or not? So you do your best job to, to, to not to figure out the law, because we don't know the law, but to act in accordance with what you think would be the wishes of the person who had given you the money. That's the way Rashi says. Tosa says, is an important question. Look at Tosa. Let's look at two Tosa scenes for a moment. Um, so what, what do you do if you don't know where the money goes? You split it. So Tosa says, Anytime the Gemara says teku, right, you know, which is we don't know what the halacha is, the first b'sharim de Rabbeinu Hai de cholkim. So this book of Rabbeinu Haigon says if there's a teku and it's and it's a mominous issue, you split the money. Okay, the ainyulari elahechad ascham behegi yacholku. No, if the Gemara explicitly says you don't know what the halacha is and you split it, we do it. But otherwise, the other halacha only ukimamona becheskas mare. Otherwise, we would say no. You know, the person who's in possession of the money holds on to it. And, uh, here it's a little different, because the shaliach's in possession of the money. And we don't know whose money he's in possession of, right? You understand? Because if Holoch is Kisri, he's in possession of this man. And if Holoch is not Kisri, he's in possession of the Mishaleah. So here it makes a lot of sense, Yahweh. 
Now, what's the idea of Shuda? V'chan amru Shuda adif. Mikan medaktik wadeinu tam, de'en l'far Shuda k'mar shpirish b'kunshas perka kosei, gabe shneim krovim, shneim shcheinim, shneim tamidi chachamim, Shuda, d'ayni. So that was a question where somebody had written out a gift to somebody, and there were two people with the same name, and you didn't know who he had given the gift to. And let's say all other circumstances were equal. Like, there was no way to say, well, who was his friend? Who, you know, who was his uh, business associate? Like, there was, not, there was none of that to go on. And the Gemara said, well, you do Shuda. So what does Rashi say Shuda means? So you try to just assess based on your knowledge of the circumstances. You make your best judgment. And that's what Rashi says here, too. The Shaliyah tries to decide whether he would want to give the gift in this circumstances. Okay, Ella, but Rabbeinu says that's wrong because here it's like there's no nothing to base it on. The guy wanted to give the gift and then he died, so you know. So it says there's no nothing to base this decision on. Ella, you didn't die in the year. just just whichever one you want to do. Just you know, because because was particularly emphasizing the phrase, do what you want. Okay, <laughs> maybe you give it to the guy who's poorer, who could use the money more. Okay, it's interesting, right? You try to make, when, when, when making a decision based on the, the law doesn't work, you know, do you try to make it based on the guy's desire, will, intent, or do you sort of say, no, you have nothing to go on, and you make it on a policy decision. Like, who deserves the money more? You know, who, who could use the money, you know, you know, who, you know, who could use the money more? Or maybe you just do something arbitrary. So that's quite fascinating, the possibilities of what, you know, what the shooter means. But that's particularly in this case also, where nobody is in possession of it. Yes? Somebody always has to be in possession of the money, right? Well, this is a third party is in possession of it. And he doesn't know if he's holding on to it for which side. No, but can't be, can't someone in the middle, when the agent has the money, Possession is suspended or something. Well, possession. the possession is in doubt who's considered in possession. But somebody is. Somebody is. The, the agent somebody is. has to be legally. Somebody has to be. He just, but, no, but we don't know who that person is. Right. He's holding on to for side A or for side B. Right. right. Okay. So now back to the Gemara. So this seems to be a clear debate about whether, about whether Halech is Kizhi or not. Yes. Unless, yeah, you have a question? Yeah. Well, I'm second ago, you said that if the person had died, we'd give the money back. I thought we said. Yes, if a person hasn't died, we'd give the money to the receiver's heirs for sure. If this guy hadn't died, if the giver hadn't died, we'd give the money. That's to the no, but that's what's heirs. being debated. These two positions say no. I mean, you would go back to the Mishaleach. That's what they're saying. This is look exactly that. This is a debate. What we were discussing yesterday of all the Kisri seems to be exactly this debate. So I'm sorry. If the, if, if the giver's heir, the receiver's heir. In the case where B he dies, but A is alive. And so according to the common Rebbe Nelson, you give it back to the Mishaleach. According to Yeshavim, you give it to this guy there. That's exactly the debate. Okay, so isn't this exactly what we were discussing yesterday, which is what the Gemara is saying? So the Gemara says, um, okay, Rebbe uh, Shimon, uh, second wide line in the, uh, in, it's, uh, on the bottom here, Rebbe Shimon Anasi, Masaf Salashmin, Rebbe Shimon Anasi is just telling us a story. So isn't that what's going on? And he says, "Lo, no, the bari the chuliyama lovely. If the guy was healthy, we would always say this. We would all say halach lav kizchi. So again, as opposed to what we said on the Amr Aleph by a debt by a matana, where we want to assume halach is lav kizchi. So if the guy, so he here you have though three positions on the camera of Lazar Nasan and this third one here that all say halach is, is is oh actually that works. All these positions say halach lav kizchi, which is what we want to say." But we're going to now neutralize even number two. That's as well as his kizchi. So we're going to say, if the guy was healthy, everybody would agree that Holich was lav kizchi. Okay? We're talking about the case that the Mishalech is on his deathbed. Evidence being that he dies in the, the most of the in most scenarios in the, in the right <laughs> Okay? So, and therefore, the only position here... That, that, therefore, number two, that it works, is not because of Holoch Kizchi. The reason it worked here was because this guy was on his deathbed and Shechid Meirat, whatever Shechid Meirat says, takes effect. But the problem is, now what about the other ones? Everybody who says it didn't work, isn't Shechid Meirat supposed to automatically take effect? So now we're going to pull out of our hat a position that doesn't buy into the whole idea of Shechid Meirat. So we're going to really make this whole thing very convoluted as a way of Getting out of the idea that anybody would hold holach is kizchi. Okay. Some of the Hebrew If the person is healthy, what? 
that if the person is healthy, then everybody would agree that it does not go to the other side. That Holoch that is lost his chi and it doesn't go to the other side. It goes back to the guy who gave it. Yeah, the A. The only reason that number, position two says it goes to the other side is because it was a case of Shri Mira. All right? So, the Shri Mira. None. Somebody is distributing, orally distributing, verbally distributing his property, and he's on his deathbed. Well, we'll see about that. Whether he's healthy, whether he's endangered of losing his life, he's on his deathbed. If there's things that are real estate, and it's mean because of the Shabbat Chazaka, you have to do a normal Kenyan of, um, of with money or with the writ, or with things, possession. You have to draw them here. You mean, I don't care if the guy's on his deathbed. You want to distribute your property. You have to do a Kenyan. No, if the guy's on his deathbed, then whether it's real estate or chattel, just the words make it take effect. Okay? Amrlo, they said to Rabbi Eliezer, Rochel. There was a story about the mother of, of Rochel, of, of the children of Rochel. Um, she was ill and basically on her deathbed. So Amr, she said, Give my binasi, which I think is like, what type, some, something like, a, what do you call it, a uh, tiara or something. Anyway, to my daughter. It was very expensive, 1,200 talents. Okay, um, and they died. The king of Chachamim of Tevarah, and the Chachamim uh, did what she, she she requested. So you see, it was the deathbed bequest, and you see it takes effect. He said back to them, "B'nei the children of Rochel, their mother should bury them. Meaning, who the heck cares about the children of Rochel? So Rashi basically says that um, if you look at Rashi, I don't even want to talk about those kids." Okay, basically they were, you know, they kept Kilayim growing in their garden. Okay, now that's all very nice, but the Chachamim did what they wanted. Okay, but the point is, he said, look, well, what they did, what they wanted was they gave away a very precious possession of their mother to other people. So maybe it's not because that was really the halacha. Maybe it's because we don't really care about the kids. The kids were Rishayim. So we were happy to do what the mother wanted. Okay? Anyway, that's the issue. So really okay? Amalahem. Did we give them the No, we didn't give them. We gave what their mother's possession to somebody else. Right? Oh, no, she said to beat me as opposed to my, as opposed to my son. Yeah. Uh, so daughters weren't wicked? Yeah, I think so. Okay. okay. But, but doesn't the law apply whether you're wicked or not? If you're, if you're yeah, wicked. what can I tell you? Okay, anyway, the verse is like this. Okay, anyway. Okay. Um, so basically, it's a debate whether we say uh Mera works. So now, basically, here, basically, see, most people held Holochlavsky. One position said it did work and went to the other side. Rather than acknowledge there's one position that says it works, we're going to say everybody says it doesn't work. The positions that say the other side gets it is because it's a shchiz merakeis, okay? Uh, I'm sorry, the one that says the other side gets it, number two, is because it's a shchiz merakeis. Mm-hmm. And these positions that say the other side doesn't get it denies that shchiz mera is effective, all right? So, um, right. Hanukkah with Lezer, so the side that the other side doesn't get it, A holds holich is not his and number two, shchiz mera doesn't work. And not only does it not work as a shchid meira, it doesn't work because of mitzvah l'chaim divei ames. The yeshem in karbon, and the yeshem that says the other side gets it, is not because holach is kizchid. Holach is not kizchid. It's because the guy was a shchid meira. Okay. Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, Shammar Yishim Rameir, Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, Rabbi Yehuda Nasi says, it doesn't work as shchid meira. The other side doesn't get it automatically. Once the other side dies, once the giver dies, I mean a mitzvah Then there's a mitzvah again. They don't know, so you split it. Okay, so bottom line is the simple debate clearly was whether holach is kizchi, and even here most of the positions hold. Well, at least these two hold. It's lav kizchi. This one holds a safe. But rather than acknowledge. But there's a position of Holikizhi, we said if anything is working here, it's working because of Shrihira. Okay, so we so do not want to acknowledge that there's a position by a gift of Holikizhi. So that which is why the first Michael was valued with what's the halacha, the general assumption is that by Matana Holikislav is so committed to denying that position. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and now the Gemara just ends by saying 
Reb Shimon Hanasi Matashman. Ibailu, they raise the question. Reb Shimon Hanasi Nasi Hawa, was he a Nasi? It says Reb Shimon Hanasi. Only Shmei the Nasi Kamur. Is it like Reb Shimon says in the name of the Nasi? Because that's what it says. We've never heard of Reb Shimon Hanasi. So Tashma, Demar Reb Yahweh, like, Oh, Reb Shimon Hanasi. There you go. According to that, we rule like Reb Shimon Hanasi. Reb Shimon Hanasi was like the first position, which is Torah Lapsis Kleen. It goes back to the beginning. Okay? So the Gemara says, so we want to know. Nasi who wrote the cover which made the Nasi. So who answer our question? Take it. We don't know. Fine. Kufa. I'm Rav Yosef. Alech Rav Shimon Nasi. Kaimlan Diva Shchira Kichsuba Chumusurim Damu. That's fine to say like we worship Shimon. We really like Shimon Nasi, and it goes back to the giver. If we're talking about a normal case, then we're just saying Kolachas Lav Kizchi, and it goes back to the giver. But if we were talking about a Shchim Beira case, how can you say we rule it goes back to the giver? Don't we say that the Shchim Beira words are binding? So the Gemara says. If you say Smuki love the Bari, okay, he doesn't buy into your whole read. He says he was talking about a healthy person. Okay, that's fine. That goes back to the giver. We're talking about a healthy person, like the Pshad of the Praita. We're talking about So it goes back to the giver. The only problem is, when the giver is dead, why would it, what Shimon would say it would go back to the giver? What about Mitzvah So what about that? So, Tani Yachru Mishaleh. Fine. When Reb Shimon says go, it goes back, he should not be saying it goes back to the heirs of the giver. He should basically be saying it goes back to the giver if the giver is still alive. But if the giver had genuinely died, we would say Mitzvah Kaim Which means what? Which means basically we pass in this middle position. We pass him by a matana, Holech Islam Kizachi, by a matana. So, therefore, if this guy is dead, then it goes back to the giver, because Holech Islam Kizachi. But if the giver dies, then it would be an issue of mitzvah kind of mace, and then he would go ahead and do the wishes of the of the dead. Hodunalacha maybe comes. That was a fun little discussion there at the end, having not too much to do with Gitin, but now you see why Gitin is such a nice masacha that gets learned in the yeshivas, because it you know, very easily moves on to other larger discussions. Okay, about Zachar Adam Shalom Bafanov, these Shivmira, Mitzvah Khan Divya Mace, Holak Kizhir, and all of these other like major concepts. And, and it goes to the, if the, the giver dies, it goes to either the receiver or the receiver's heir. If the giver dies, well, we pass in the whole, his love is a So, if the giver dies, it goes back to the giver's heirs. Right? If, if the giver dies and the receiver dies. If either of them die. Because, since Holoch is love when the Shaliach has the money, it's still totally in the possession of the Mishalach. If the Mishalach dies, then the gift is bucked out. Unless, right. unless, unless, time, unless you say Mishalach had near but in terms of ownership, it never gets owned by, right. by the other side done. until the other side receives it. Okay, so the giver does it's irrelevant. Right, right. It doesn't to thinking about what the implications would be about this nowadays in terms of, like, mail. Like, imagine, mm-hmm. I, like, imagine Ruben mailed something to somebody, okay? And then in the three days it took to arrive, Ruvain died in the interim. Could the heirs say, well, you know, we're, get, we're asking for it back because, because by the time he received it, our father was dead, and therefore it was already ours when it was in the mail, right? I don't think so. My no, guess is that as soon as you drop it in the mail, there's a delivery rule. Yeah. Well, there's no, no delivery rule. In contract. As soon as you mail it, it, it belongs to the other side. But you can be responsible if the other side doesn't get it, right? Like, I never received my gift, I want my money back. Like, it's complicated. It's yeah. a similar type of an issue. Yeah, but there's a different question. It's, it's, sort of, it's sort of like what we learned on the Yom Aleph yesterday, which is you can't be there once it's in the mail, but, you're, but the other side hasn't received it until they've received it, right? It probably is some middle type of a reality. That would be an interesting question. What? Can Eric cash a check for, for somebody who died anyway? Any kind of check. Like a paycheck. Can, a, can, a, can an heir oh. of the civil law? Yeah, I assume. Yeah. That goes to the yeah. estate. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's take a look now. Back to the Remember funny Nechtav? What's so funny about this is like, this seems to be a very secondary Takana, right? And so much, like it's a Durabanan, and so much of all of the material in the opening Prakim is about this Durabanan. Now, it does get to core issues about Mikhaim the Get and so on, but so much about it is uh, focusing on that, on this, you know, like, phenomenon. Let's take a look. Maybe get me Dina Fiyan. So somebody is bringing this get from overseas. The Amman says, Bafani Nechta, Bafani Nechta. Bafani Nechta, it was written in front of me. Avalo Bafani Nechta, but it wasn't signed in front of me. Or, Bafani Nechta, Avalo Bafani Nechta, it was signed in front of me, but not written. 
Now, again, we're going to assume in this mission like Rava, which is the easier assumption that it's fundamentally about Kimashtar, which is pretty much the conclusion of the earlier parak. So if you said it was signed and not written, maybe there would be a Havamina that that would be good, but it really is about the signing. Um, or if he says, the Sani Nechtav Kula was all written in front of me, the Sani Nechtav Chetia, but only the first signature was done in front of me. Or the Sani Nechtav Chetia, half was written in front of me, the Sani Nechtav Kula, and all was signed. That would seem the best. It was all signed, you saw both signatures. The only reason you'll remember, according to Rava, that you say the Sani Nechtav is so that you signal that this is not a normal Kiyam Sharas. Normal Kiyam Sharas requires two. This is a special Takana. So you make that clear by testifying to the fact that you were present at the writing, which shows that this is something of a different nature. So if you only testified there for half the writing, you would think that would be okay. You were there for all the signing and half the writing. Nevertheless, in all of those cases, Pasul. It's invalid. You need to do the whole Takana exactly right, and you need to be present fully for the writing and the signing. Right. Okay. Basically. I mean, the only, well, there, I mean, half of them makes sense. It's possible. You, you can't testify to the signing. The part that's a bit Kiddish is when you can testify to the signing, but you weren't there for the writing. Now, let's say you have two people bringing you the strong guest. One says, I, I saw it written. The other says, I saw it signed. Puzzle, it's puzzle. Now, if one of them isn't a shaliach, it's obviously a puzzle. The shaliach has to do both. But if they're both shalichin, why can't you look at them as a unit? So nevertheless, that's the chiddush. That even so, the, even though the, the, you are, a shaliach is saying funny nechtav, in order to make the funny nechtam distinct and not normal king of sharot, right, in order to allow it to work with a special takana, the person who is testifying to that has to be also testifying to the writing. It's not enough that somebody else is testifying to the writing. Okay. Two people say it was written in front of us, but a third guy says it was signed. But so, who cares? You know better that it was uh, that it was uh, written, but that's not really the point. Um, now, Rabbi Yehuda Machir. Rabbi Yehuda says it's kosher, and the Gemara says not only on this case, but the earlier case as well, where is if one person says it was written and one person says it was signed, or two people says it was written, as long as you're having testimony to the signing and the writing, even if it's not the same person, for Rabbi Yehuda, that's okay. Um, now, one person says it was written, and two people say it was signed. Kosher, that's kosher, for the obvious reason that if two people are testifying to the signatures, it's a normal Kiyam Shtaras, okay? So again, I'm not gonna, we're not going to worry so how this works for Rabbo, who's concerned about Yishma. Let's just focus on the Kiyam Shtaras. It makes the whole discussion so much easier. Okay, so let's take a look at this. Sometimes we didn't want to make this normal Kiyam Shtaras. Yeah, but it could be. The Gemara has always said that if you can't say or you don't say the funny Nechtam, as long as you do Kim Sharos, you're okay. You're allowed to do a normal Kim Sharos. This was just to kind of to make it easier for you. Okay. There are two people doing the Kim Sharos. That's the point. You can't let one person do it and have it confused with Kim Sharos. But you can say, forget the whole Takana with us doing a normal Kim Sharos here. Like that was an earlier mission. So, you know, so I guess we're trying to make the balance between Takana Agunos and then, right. you know, Right, keeping, we are keeping things in order, right, not letting things just become a mess. All right, so the word is like this. Hatu Lamli, why do I need um, this case, meaning at this, the first line, that if you didn't say, you know, the Fani Nechtam, it's no good. I mean, obviously. maybe give me the answer, I'm sorry, Fani Nechtam. So the Lord gives the answer, so why do you have to tell me if you don't do it, it's possible. So even before you get to the particulars, the answer is obvious. Um, that's just a takana to say it. It didn't tell me what the consequences were of not saying it. on this Mishnah, that not saying it is possible, and this Mishnah even says that even a slight nuance in how in saying it incorrectly is possible. Okay, and now we're going to look at that nuance. Okay, that's the mo- that's the first thing finish. I saw the whole thing signed, but I only saw half of it being written. So I'm already saying half was written, which already means that I'm, I'm making, I'm marking this as distinct from Kim Sharos. And nevertheless, that's not enough. Now that's, besides that, that's a Kiddush in itself. What about the Gemara earlier, remember, that said that all you had to hear was a scratching of the quill, right? So here, why is that worse? You said you saw half of it being written. So the Gemara says, so, hi uh, Chetzev, which Chetzev? that you saw the first half being written. You only have to hear the first line being written correctly, or one line. But that's understood to mean the first line, and then you could assume the rest was okay. So the says, Fine, you heard the end of it being written, but not the beginning. 
So if the end, the beginning was done first, well, you can assume it, it followed suit and the rest was done properly as well. But if you just came in for the end, you can't really implicitly testify about the beginning. Okay, so that is the first big chiddush. And at some degree, who cares if it's all about Kim Staros? But nevertheless, that's the Sakana. Now, the Fani Nechtav Kulo, the Fani Nechtam Chetziah Pasol. You can only testify to one signature to valid, which is pretty obvious. But now the Amorayim are going to discuss less obvious cases. So the Gemara says like this. Our Rav Chizda says Rav Chizda. Let's, the, the Shaliyah says, I can testify to the first signature, and you go and you get witnesses that can validate the second one. So that's fine. The Shaliyah's testimony works for signature one, and two other witnesses work for signature two. He says, no, that's going to be possible. My time up. Make up your mind. It'll either all let, let, make it work through Kiyom, or make it work through a normal kiyum star, or through, or through the takana b'fani nichtav. You can't use this takana halfway and keep the other half. It seems a little arbitrary. There's no good svara, why not? But like, we like keeping things in their right boxes. Well, like in Brooklyn, okay? right? When they, you can go by uh, the opinion that you can dive with uh, Something like that, maybe. Right? Well, and we'll see cases that I'm, I'm bad about. It's either all A or all B. None of the, no, nothing middle. They did an interesting thing, um, a, a study, where, uh, where like they, they show people like these different shapes of things. Like, you know, like a perfect triangle and then one that's like a little rounded edge or a little bit off, you know, squares and circles. And everything's like a little bit off. And they ask people to like, you know, identify like what are all the triangles on the page? What are all the squares on the page? And then the people that like would include, would like, and, would, and then they ask people like what their political views were on certain things. <laughs> and people that were prepared to sort of acknowledge a certain amount of variation, like that, yeah, that's also, that's still a triangle, that's still a triangle. They were the liberals. Yeah, right. and, the, and the people yeah. that were very rigid, nope, that's not a triangle. It's not exactly straight or whatever. Yeah. Much more tracked with people's conservative political views. <laughs> so, <laughs> makes sense if you think about it. Anyway, so Rav says, like, I don't care if there's not a small for this. You're either box A or you're box B. You can't do it. Square pegging around all. There you go. Okay, so that's what Rav Chizda said. challenges. Make of midi dilu amechad kosher. Vashi dikertrei puzzle. Does that make any sense? If the shaliach had said the second witness was okay, was validated, we'd be okay. All of a sudden, you got two good kosher witnesses validating him, and you're saying it's no good. So that doesn't make sense. Ella Marava Rava said, if you want to make a chiddush, you would be the chiddush. Now, this also sounds like you could say just because you add somebody, but here's, but at least there's a svar here. Bro says, the shaliyah says I recognize witness A, the first signature, and then the shaliyah plus Ruvain say that they validate the second signature. Okay? Now, why should that be a problem? Okay? Now, one thing to, to clarify here also, which is a debate of Rashi, because I'll just mention, is in this scenario where the shaliyah is saying, the shaliyah says, the funny nichtav Ruvain signature, and I'm sorry, signature, and then the Shaliach and another guy are validating Shimon's signature. Now, is the Shaliach isn't saying the Fani Nechtam Shimon's signature. I wasn't there to see Shimon sign it. Okay, but me and somebody else are saying we recognize Shimon's signature. Okay? So partly, what would be if the Shaliach, instead of saying no other guy, the Shaliach just came and said, I don't rec- I wasn't there for the signing of either Ruben or Shimon's signature, but I recognize both of them. So Raji said that actually would count. You can say that without saying the funny next time. Tos was very strongly disagree. What's the point of if you want to do the, the, the whole idea of the Takana is that we treat it different than King Staros, and you have to testify to directly witness it. I don't understand Raji. Okay, fine. But I, I, I will work with Tosos. I agree with you. But I just wanted to put that out there. So according to what happened is you switched gears. You're not allowed to say, I recognize the signature. That doesn't work with the Takana. So for Ruben, you said, I, I was there for it. That works with the Takana. For Shimon, I can't say I was there. So I can't just testify to Shimon. But me and my pal will come and say, we recognize Shimon's signature. Okay? So you get it? So for Ruben, you say... The Fanai Nechtav. And for Shimon, Nechtam, excuse me, Nechtam. And for Shimon, you say, like, you validate. You say, Makiri. Okay? Makiri. Okay? So, if you was just the one guy, that wouldn't work. Because you have to do the Fanai Nechtam according to Tosos for the signature. 
what happens is, here you've got the Shaliyah, okay, and that, his Basani Nechtam works for Ruvain, and here you've got the Shaliyah plus another guy, okay? So you can't say Basani Nechtam, so, 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 so once he's not saying Basani Nechtam, you need to do it through a process of validation. You can't do it through the Sakhan, okay? So that's what's happening. Now, you would say, okay, but at least you got two witnesses here, right? So why should that be not good? Okay, you could have, maybe, you know, you, 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 the funny next one would work. Shouldn't two witnesses make it even better? Okay, so the point is, so this year, so Rav said, any two guys here would be invalid. You have to choose. Either do the Sakana or, either do the Sakana or do normal Kim Shkaro. Rav said, I don't get it. If you're having two witnesses here, it should be totally okay. It should just be better. But Rav states that one of those witnesses down here is the Shaliyah. Okay, and now Rav is going to tell you why that actually is not the situation. Let's take a look. Um, so it says like this. It says, "Who the echad means machasim is yachsheni pasul." It's invalid. My time, but what's the reason? You're going to confuse it with normal validation of a document. And you will be taking out all of the money minus a quarter. You'll be taking out three quarters of the money on the basis of one witness, which means what? I come, I bring this star. Somebody here, Michael produces this lovely star to base in, okay? And it has on it my signature and uh, David's signature, okay? And I say, so now Michael has to get the star validated. So how does he validate? He either gets witnesses that testify they recognize the signature, or he gets the witnesses themselves that sign that testify to their own signature. So I come to base and I say, yeah, that's my signature. Okay, now is there anybody here who can validate David's signature? Because David isn't around. Okay? So Seth knows David's signature as well. So Seth and I validate David's signature. Okay? So now on this document, it's become validated. Three quarters of the validation came by me. Right? One signature was all by me, that's half, right? My own signature. And the second signature came through mine and Seth's testimony, that's half of the second signature. So three quarters of the document has been val- exists because of one witness. Okay? And that's not the way it's supposed to work. It's supposed to be that two witnesses equally somehow validate the document. So therefore that's invalid for Kim Shtaro. So what, so what Rubber says is, this case looks like it. Okay? You validated signature one. Now, that wasn't your own signature. It was somebody else's. But you were able to do it yourself because you were able to say the funny nechta. Okay? And then here, two, you and somebody else validated the second one. So three quarters of the, of the document has become kosher through your testimony. Okay? So because of that, he basically says that's why it's invalid. So Matthew Laravashi's Ravashi challenges. That's by a normal star. Why by a normal star does that not work? Because in your case of your normal star, there, I could not val, I could not validate the whole star. So if I couldn't validate the whole one, I couldn't validate three quarters of it either. Right? That's the normal star, right? The case where, that I just gave. Here, if he was present for Shimon's signature, he could validate the whole thing. So if in theory he can validate the whole thing, why can't we let him validate three quarters of it? Okay? So, and he finished his words, meaning he was he able to say the final next time on the second signature, uh, now that you're using two people for the second signature, you have to, because he can't say the final next time. But so what if it's three quarters by him? We would allow the whole thing to be by him if he was able to say the final next time. Now, Rava, who made, made the similar challenge to Rav Chizda, he feels it's different. Look, I understand in principle you're right. This should be okay. But I have a practical reason why I'm saying it's no good. Because somebody will see this, and they'll come to Paskin in a similar way by Kim Shkaros. Okay? In principle, there's nothing wrong with this. But the, his, Rava's point was, Asi Lachlufe the Kim Shkaros. You'll witness this and you'll say, hey, I was just in Basin and I saw one guy, you know, validate one signature all by his own and then do half of the other. So then you might come and think that that works in general by King Staros, okay? So in principle, this is okay, but it looks too similar to a case that we say is invalid by King Staros. So Ella, so anyway, so, um, okay, Ella Maravashi, Maravashi says, I think those two cases are both totally fine. 
If you want a case that's no good, here's the case. A few omer ani who ate hasheni pasul. Let's say Ravashi, You say gafani nechta bruvein signature. Oh, by the way, I'm Shimon. <laughs> okay, you got it. So he's saying I'm Shimon, so I can validate my own signature, right? And Ruven signature works for the Bafani Nechta. All right? So that's a case where it's all one person, Bafani Nechta. It's all one person, but you're not picking one mode. You're, you're either, you know, partly you're using the Fakana Chachamim of Bafani Nechta, partly you're using the mode of Kim Shoros of validating your own. They didn't think anything about that either. Right. Okay, and now he, you understand. He's saying like when Rafchizda said, if you have two witnesses down here, it's no good because it's Takanas Chachamim. The argument was that's absurd. We just made it better. We upgraded it to a full keel. Okay, but here we didn't make it better. We relied the whole thing on one guy, but partly one guy with the special Takanas Chachamim Nechtav. And, part, and, that, and partly this one guy was validating his own signature. We didn't make it better by switching modes. I'm sorry, okay. he would have said nothing. I said, if he would have said, that would be fine. Which is true, Rufani Nechtam. All right, whatever. But he, well, that's true, because he was a signer, right? That's a good question. That's a good question. If he is, right, that's a good question. If Shimon is the signature, then they'll say, Rufani Nechtam, which is true. That's true. That's an interesting point. So you could have challenged, I guess, this position. You could have said, like, well, he made it better. You just sort of like, look, you know, he, he just, you know, he can't, it is true, but funny enough, I guess the answer would be, so say that, you know, but don't switch modes. It was one thing when you switched modes and made it better, and you did real keel, the argument was, how does making it better make it worse? But here you switch modes, you know, by saying that I'm the signatory, and that just confuses things. Keep it in the same box. Okay, so now the Mara says like this. Um, okay. Um, not. Which is our case. Only one signature was done in front of me. What happened with the other signature? Nobody's testifying to it. If you have a case where somebody says, one witness says it was written, one shliach says it was written, one says it was signed, one is fully testifying on the writing, one on the signing. Apostle is invalid. So, of course, if nobody validates the second signature. So, the Gemara is basically doing like the point, like it's being mosaic in the language of the, of the Mishnah. That it should be obvious by this stage in the Mishnah that if you only are testifying to one signature and nothing about the second signature, obviously it's possible. That's not a Chiddush. Like, if you're, if you're testifying on half of the Ksiva, it's no good. And the Ksiva doesn't really even matter. Right? And just testifying on half of the Xiv is no good. So certainly if you're testifying only on half of the signatures, it's no good. So that's like obvious. So if the Mishnah says it's not good when you testify on one of the signatures, clearly for there to be a Chiddush here, we must be talking about some other way that the other signature was validated, or there would be no Chiddush, it would be too obvious. So Ella, Okirava, Okiravashi. If it's tell, it, um, so, um, it, so it must be telling me that somehow something is done with the second signature. What would be, down, what would be the, uh, what would be the case? It'd be either like Rava said, that the guy basically validated it with somebody else from the Shuk, or like Ravashi, that he basically said the second signature was his own. Okay, but it must be some Chiddush. It must be one of the things we've been saying. To exclude Rav Chizda. The question is, what do you mean to exclude Rav Chizda? How do you know what it's excluding? You're just saying, there must be something else that's going on here, right? But what the, basically the point is that Rav Chizda was a huge Chiddush. Rav Chizda was, I'm doing signature one, you can have a complete two other strangers validate signature two, and it could still be no good. Okay, that is like a huge pitch, right? Because like, uh, because it's like it's a complete 100% acceptable validation of the second signature. Why should it be no good? So the Gemara is saying is, the, if that was the Chiddush of the Mishnah, it would have said it more explicitly. If the Mishnah, it's, it's like a very funny argument. If the Mishnah is just implying that something was done to the second signature, and nevertheless it's still invalid, then it must be something relatively minimal was done with the second signature, not something huge. But if something huge like was his, that was 100% validated normally, the Mishnah would not have just been suggesting that by implication. It should have said that like much more explicitly. Okay? So the Gemara says, Amalekha Rav Chizda, let's say back to you, 
You can't say that every line in the Mishnah is coming to imply some chiddush, okay? Because if that was true, when it says b'fanei nechtav and not b'fanei nechtam, what's the chiddush there? I mean, obviously it wasn't signed in front of you, it's no good. And lozvavzuktani means not only is A not good, even B is not good. Yeah, we're listing cases that are not good, even though some of the earlier cases are more obvious, well, you know. So fine. So hachanami lozvavzuktani. So when we say if the second signature wasn't validated, it's no good. It's not to infer from that that there's some, that it's a chiddish, that something else was being done with the second signature and it's still no good. The whole point is, you know, the Mishnah just like, you know, laid out some same scenarios are not all big chidushim. It was a very strange back and forth, because the bottom point is, is that normally when you say that the Mishnah isn't telling you anything, it's because you're denying there's a chidush. Here, Rav Chizda is saying the bigger chidush of everybody. Rav Chizda is saying that even if the second signature was completely fully validated, it's no good. Okay, but the Gemara's question was, such a big chidush, you should have said so explicitly. Since it's not saying that explicitly, it's obviously not making a chiddush the size of Rav Chizda. Because Rav Chizda's point back is, it's not making any chiddush. Some of the cases are just laying out some obvious scenarios. You don't have to read something into every case of the Mishnah. All right? Anyway, be that as it may, bottom line is that the Mishnah says if the second signature isn't validated, it's no good. And, and you have a three-way debate of Amorayim about cases where the second signature is validated, and it's still no good. Okay, Rav Chizah says, even validated by strangers, it's no good. You have to pick which kakana you're doing. Rav says, validated by the same guy, it's no good, because that looks like an invalid case of Kim Starot, where three quarters is being done by one guy. And uh, the last one, who was the last one? Ravashi says that, no, it's all just you, the one guy. But you either do everything by, but, but do the whole thing by Bafani Nechtam. You can't do half by Bafani Nechtam and half by talking about your own signature. Okay, so those are the three solutions. Now that we've introduced this idea, either pick A or B, don't do like a little of each. Okay, we're going to, he's going to use, have, discuss that in some analogous cases. Let's just read one for now. Okay. If you have a, uh, a, 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 a hole that's five tzvachim deep and a fence on top of it that's five tzvachim high, they don't combine to be a Rashut Hayachid. Okay, so you got it. So what you basically have is erase our whole Now we are done with that. So here you've got your, your here here's a Rishon Hayachid, a ten tefach well. Okay, you're down here. Okay, that's a Rishon Hayachid because you've got walls ten tefach high. Okay, or you know what another Rishon Hayachid is 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 that you've got fence.
So then from the perspective, of, again, of the people down here, they've got a ten tefach barrier, right? But let's say this mound is five fucking high, and you've got a five tefach wall, okay, around you. So then from the perspective down here, this guy's encountering a five tefach wall. But from your, a ten tefach wall, but from your perspective, Right? Mm-hmm. You're only encountering the five tefach wall. It's yeah. like, it's like this like reverse. The Tosa says, this case, Tosa says, is obvious. This case, Tosa like, says, is less obvious. It says, this is the case that we're talking about, not, not this one. Okay? Anyway, either way, we pass them that they combine. Alright? So we will pick up with these types of cases tomorrow. Yeah. A nice little break of the fun, from the fun.